What are we going to call you? Uh, Johnny Baker, I suppose. Oh, for fuck's sake, yeah, I know that. Um. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't phrase that question really well. Hello and welcome to episode five of the 20 Years of C327 podcast. A podcast where we've so far heard stories about locking press agents in closets, throwing dry baps at concert promoters' faces, and the low point of me telling an eager crowd in Colchester to fuck off if they didn't like it. And that was a bad gig. As always, I'm your host, Richard Trigg. And in today's episode, I'm chatting with new C327 bass player, Johnny Baker. JB joined the band at the start of 2021 as we began pre-production for the new C3 record and replaced his longtime member, Adam King, who believes he's far too cool to be in the band anymore. In fairness, he probably is. Now, Adam's been concentrating on his new venture, Leon, and he's finishing off his debut album, Kings County, due out this year. So go check that out. L-E-A-O-N-E, Leon. And so it seemed like a nice opportunity to thank Adam for his contribution to the band and for entertaining us so much over the last 20 years. I know I speak for everyone when I say we wish him well and you really don't need to worry about us exposing your real age. Anyhow, back to the podcast. Johnny Baker, bass player number three. Go. Johnny Baker, how's it going, mate? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm great. Thanks, mate. Now, obviously, your journey within See Through has only recently just started. But where does your story with the local scene begin? And what was inspiring you creatively? What were you listening to? What was happening in the area? Take us back to the start, that early 2000 era. So um, I was in a band called uh, Downfall of Society. <laughs> we were right. like teenagers. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't have guessed by a name like that. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Um, we did like uh, Rage Against the Machine, sort of like rip-off yeah. style stuff, I yeah. suppose. <laughs> like, um, yeah, it was it was good fun though. We used to invite all our mates to the gigs and go down the brewery. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Who, was, you, who was playing down the brewery then? Um, well, we used to play, we, we played a few gigs. So we did... Uh, one with Camino Black yeah. um, and the Bash Street Kids. Oh, I don't know them. From, they were quite a big band around there years ago. Okay. Um, uh, obviously, I used to come down the brewery and watch See Through 27 as well yeah. and Jakari and all that. Um, they were good days. Yeah. <laughs> they were awesome. What was, um, your, what was your first ever local gig you remember going to? My first ever local gig would have been like Clone Choke. Oh, yeah. I think okay. something like that. Yeah. But yeah. I think... I think they had like Butcher on the drums. Okay, or... did they? Hang on, who was it? Um, Dibley. Okay. Dibley on the drums from uh, Jakari. Yeah. Yeah, they were they were all right. How, where was and that? I used to watch them at the Seabreeze. Oh, yeah. So you, your first gig locally was at the Seabreeze? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, what the hell did you think of that? Uh, it was actually quite good because you know I was like 15 years old yeah. like it was probably like the first time I've been out down the pub or anything and yeah. uh, watching all the live music and stuff yeah. I've been playing for years like um, doing like jazz gigs and like playing like rock and roll and mm. stuff so to like go out and actually watch people doing it you yeah. know was amazing um, 
I used to my the first one of my first times I ever went to the Seabreeze. I think it was to see Cruel Blind, and I just remember the floor moving <laughs> like this. And I was like, "This place see, is it weird." Was, it was actually the week after the Cruel Blind gig that I went and saw Clone Choke right, because okay. because I really wanted to go to the Cruel Blind concert, yeah. and like all my mates were like, "Oh, it was brilliant! It was brilliant!" Yeah. I was like, "I've got to go down there next week." Yeah. So um, yeah, like went down there, and I was like, I was in the in the um, process of escaping uh, the occult. Right. <laughs> so it was like really good like to be actually out playing music and stuff. It was something that I always wanted to do, but was sort of like held back from doing. Yeah. So like as soon as, as soon as I could, uh, I was out there playing music, doing yeah, live okay. shows sort of thing and pl- starting bands up with my mates, you know? Nice, wicked. Yeah. I mean, it's a strange... But it was a really strange venue, the, the Sea Breeze, wasn't it? It like, really was, yeah. It's a bit of a dive, like... It was always kind of an important part of the gigging circuit around here, really, which was a bit odd. It was, it was really yeah. naff, but... I think, you know, you used to be able to rent it out for a tenner, couldn't you, on a yeah, Friday night, like and then you yeah. get all your mates in, charge them a pound each on the door, and you'd, yeah. you know, pay for it pay for itself. Yeah. super so, cheap, cheap booze. Yeah. And, yeah. Swoosh time! Podcast time! Style. You mentioned about those early days and going to the brewery and uh, and seeing see through. But do you remember the first time that you heard of or came across or watched see through? Yeah, I do. Like it was absolutely uh, well. I remember being like in awe, like because I right, <laughs> yeah, like totally and utterly like you know. I played the bass and I remember thinking Adam, the bass player, was yeah. just fucking phenomenal. The energy you guys had was just so good it really stood out to me where was that uh, it was at the brewery okay yeah it's the only place i've ever watched you guys play oh, is, right. is at the brewery yeah actually um but um yeah like and then from then on every time i saw you plan i'll be i'll get all my mates down there i'll be like you should come and see see through oh, tonight and, you know and uh yeah, oh, that's great. Got got the album and that, and I remember I, came, I went and spoke to Johnny. I was like, "Oh, you guys are awesome, man!" And he went, "Who the fuck are you?" <laughs> <laughs> that's <Yeah>. Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we um, we obviously met up a, a few weeks ago, and we had, we had some food and we had a few drinks with us all. And uh, you were telling us you were telling us some a couple of funny stories. And I put down on my notes about your your funniest seafood story. <laughs> well, um, I've a- I actually told this story to my mate before I came here today. <laughs> and I, I swear, like, I, I should have told it like that, you know. Um, but yeah, basically, I was dancing to see-through, yeah. having a great time. Uh, Johnny, like, looks at me like, what the hell have you just done? From the stage? Yeah, from right. the stage, okay, yeah. just like, because I'm right at the front. Ah, okay. And I'm like jumping up and down and he looks at me like, what the hell you just done, man? And uh, I turn around and like my girlfriend's missing. Um, I went over to the bar to like find out where she was and she was behind the bar. She's like cut all her hand open and stuff. And um, I'm like, oh, Jess, are you okay? And she's just like, no, you bastard. You just elbowed me in the face. (laughs) And... uh, was she alright? What happened? No, she was really angry with me and we had to go get stitches in her hand. Right. Um, and yeah, then I was just like 
sort of ushered away by Mike, who used to be on the yeah, door. Yeah, right, with the beard. Yeah, with the beard. Um, and he's just he ushered me away. And then the barmaid at the time came over and said, you you hurt Jess, and then just started punching me in the face. Well, you did well. And I was like, well, I'm so, well, no, everything's okay. And everybody's looking at me like, you absolute asshole! what have you just done? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, no, like... <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty awkward, really. So you had to leave? Yeah, so I had to go home. Yeah, I actually had to go home. And then um, me and Jess, we we had this joke because I cut my hand the same week washing up. Okay. And she'd cut her hand in the mosh pit, so... Well, you uh, cut uh, her hand. Uh, yeah, I cut her hand. Yeah, by elbowing in the face, bless her. We're good. Sorry, Jess. There's quite a lot of funny things happen as as you've been learning about. What do you reckon is the funniest thing that you've come across or heard since, since joining the band? What do you reckon that is? Oh, I don't want to say, to be honest. Right. <laughs> I don't know. When Paul started bringing up his RB, that, right, okay. that surprised me a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. What do you reckon your favourite ever local gig is that you've either been to or played? Oh, that's a difficult one. See, I don't want to. I don't want to say C through twenty-seven, but it probably. It probably was a see through twenty seven gig. I mean, like, since going to go watch you guys when I was younger, yeah. I used to like, like literally all my mates. I said to Gary the other day, my the guitarist in one of my old bands, I was like, yeah, I've been jamming with see through. He's like, Jesus, Johnny, that's a childhood dream, isn't it? Because <laughs> he knows how much I used to like going and watch your gigs. Oh, but um, yeah, like some of them brewery gigs were really good. Um, Probably that, and I used to really like Jakari as well, yeah. sort of similar similar yeah. genre. And I think you guys had stopped playing so much when Jakari yeah, yeah, yeah. started right. started playing. So um, yeah, I used to love going to their gigs as well. Um, yeah, they put on a great show. Some of the K Fest gigs actually, when they used to play them out outside, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, outside loved the that. Fisherman's yeah. Wharf. Yeah, loved them. Yeah, they were really good, and it was outdoors next to yeah. the sea as well. And yeah, it was great. Yeah, like good atmosphere, really good vibes. All the old bands playing. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, there used to be loads of things like that around here, and loads of venues and little festivals. And what? what I mean, what do you reckon was your favourite venue or festival? Do you think it was uh, K Fest or? Yeah, the my favourite venue had to be the brewery. Right, yeah, you of know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. it was, it was just. Uh, I mean, I took it for granted when it was there, yeah. but like, really, it was it was just such a good, such a good place for local music. An alternative hotspot. Yeah, that's right, and uh, smoking out in the back. Yeah, bar. that's right, smoking <laughs> in the back bar, and yeah, that's right, and like uh, you go to Blue Notes afterwards, yeah, the spiral, absolutely, yeah, you know where they used to have all the alternative music on, and yeah. Yeah, they were good great. days, weren't they? Yeah. And um, what what do you think what do you think caused the shift or the the change of those glory days? I, mean, what... I really I really think the brewery closing right. made a massive difference to the the local music scene. I agree. Um it sort of like was a, a staple for most bands, you know, like you'd most local bands would play there once yeah. every three months and they used to let you keep all the door money as well so you had a real incentive to get a good crowd down yeah. there as well so something to aspire to wasn't it yeah rather than just your little pub 
which is fine right i mean i remember when i was a kid like being 12 13 years old and seeing like you know without a clue and stuff uh, yeah in the paper like they're playing at the brewery tap yeah yeah, it it seemed like it was this this uh this place that i'd never been to but you know it was obvious there was a scene going on yeah yeah yeah. you know so i remember i watched uh, another good band that i used to watch were um were murphy's law okay yeah yeah. I watched them play at the Sparrow's Nest once and I was I thought they were really good yeah. as well. And then um yeah, I ended up playing with them yeah, <laughs> as well, you. yeah, years later. I've been to a couple of good gigs at Sparrow's Nest really. It's a shame that they don't seem to do more stuff up yeah, there. Yeah, really. like they cancelled it last time. They got it they got it all sorted out and everything, but for yeah. some reason they stopped doing it. I don't know why. How have you found coming into the band, um, especially with its history I mean what's been the hardest thing or the most surprising thing or um well obviously like learning Adam's lines has been like quite intimidating because they were quite they're quite technical technical bass lines yeah um and like obviously it's like quite big big boots to fill you know um well it's it's been good to like seeing how you all get along and stuff like you know like obviously you guys are like known each other for years and um, that really shows sort of thing when we're yeah. at rehearsals and um, how has it how has it what effect has it had on you I mean like to be honest like I haven't been playing as much as I should and since I've been doing the see-through stuff I've been like every day practicing against my click track you know yeah, like wicked. and it's sort of um, it's inspired me to start playing a game more regularly you know wicked. make sure I get my my practice routine back yeah. you know yeah so you've been you've been enjoying it though yeah of course man yeah, oh, yeah. it's wicked. been great fun what which one of the new C3 songs do you think you've got the strongest emotional connection to I really like Stargazing okay I think that uh, that's got something really special about it and I mean I'm I all all day every day I'm because I'm practicing yeah. practicing them a lot. Um, I'm getting like different words coming into my head and stuff like the lyrics and stuff. And um, yeah, it's, it, it's a. I think everyone said that song yeah. when I've asked that question so far. So I also like um, put it there. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think that's got a really nice, like, endearing. Yeah. Sort of sounds yeah. to it and and vocal I think it's really nice when we started putting that together Johnny and I in our heads it was it's always been Beautiful Sky 2.0 you know like uh, yeah. I don't know why but it's that same kind of quality it's very simple it's very light summary I don't know but like yeah relaxed and yeah definitely so I, get what I you can mean by see that. that yeah for sure um, and we've obviously like we've between us, we've been working really hard on on this new C three record, and it and it has been really great to have you come on board, and certainly been really productive um, to have you involved in it. Um, but what are you most looking forward to about making the record and the campaign that we're going to sort of do after it? Um, I'm really looking forward to going recording in the mill yeah. with uh, obviously with the whole band but with Paul on the drums as well yeah Get, getting real real tight rhythm section and yeah. to actually be able to be on a quality CD you know like that's yeah. um, you know that'd be great for me I just really enjoy playing like it's my yeah it's my favourite thing to do 
So more playing. Yeah, more, <laughs> yeah, more playing. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Throw down your army, get yourself comfy, and listen to a little bit of see-through on podcast. Oh, yeah. How have you found the creative process leading up to doing this record? Um, less busy than what I would probably usually write okay. now. Yeah. So, like, it's been cool, like, to sort of, like, strip it back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. No, I know what you mean. It's yeah. um, Liam, I've mentioned it before, but Liam said once uh, recently that playing in C3, he had to remember how to learn to play in C3 because there is so many sounds and moments, but yet so much space needed that That's you kind right. of have to play in a slightly different way. It's like the... Um, dum, 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 yeah. da, 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 dum, yeah. dum. How like, many you kiss? Yeah, how many you kiss. The bass line on that, it's like quite a basic bass line, but it's more about where the where it's hitting. Yeah. You know, like... Is more in, is like the rhythm of it, of yeah. it. So it's like offbeat. Um, it's about finding your space and the way you play in that band because yeah. it isn't like a conventional rock band. It's something a bit different. It's like you come up with the, the riff and then you take part of it away. Yeah, that is it. You, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, write a song and then you remove all the song and put Johnny on it. That's yeah, kind of how that's it's always yeah, been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you'll notice, like on especially on a lot of the older songs and on the newer songs, really, that there'll be parts where Flutty plays a, re- a repeat, and that's pretty much the be all and end all of the song, really, f- f- in terms of his um, part. It will just be a standard, simple repeat. Could be two notes, and then you'll find the other guitar, my guitar there'll be whole verses I'm just not I'm doing very little um, and it adds so much dynamic and I think music is for me anyway is far more about dynamic than it is about how many notes you can squeeze into yeah of course into, uh, it's what you don't play sometimes it's, yeah it's much yeah. more important it's like working as a machine yeah rather than uh, and all the parts sort of make this working yeah this working um, machine yeah less right. is more yeah that's what they say that's right yeah <laughs> keep it simple stupid exactly <laughs> um, what do you think the future holds for C327 with Johnny Baker as part of it well I really hope we can write some stuff together yeah um, and really cool gigs yeah and um, yeah that would be amazing if that happens so yeah, yeah that would be really cool well let's do that um, and finally Imagine if you could put on your dream local show. Who's playing? Headline, support. What venue is it at? Go. Okay. Well, it would have to be it would have to be at the wharf just because that's the of, of as we already said, it's quite a nice place. Or maybe Nicholas Everett's could be nice okay. as well. In the park, you mean? Yeah, like oh, right. in a park okay. could be decent. Yeah. It'd have to be outside, okay, yeah, wherever it, it yeah. was. Right. Um and I would get all the old bands on. Jakari would be on the list. Yeah, lovely. We'd we'd have to play, obviously. Okay, so Jakari C three. Yeah. Um, not clever. Would okay. Be, yeah. Would be a good one. Um, Who's headlining I'm trying, it? I'm trying to think. Um, well, it would if it. The thing is, I'd like to say see through, but okay. if, you know, but like maybe um, maybe I'd stick Jakari on this headline. Okay. Just, just because you know, you yep. I wouldn't want to stick my the band that I'm in on okay, the headline. Yeah. Um, 
obviously Murphy's Law, okay. uh, uh, good, good local t- tight local band. Um, I've got loads of bands coming. Luxury Junkies. That would that would be a laugh. <laughs> yeah, it would be a laugh. So we've got Murphy's Law, Luxury Junkies, See Through, Not Clever, Jakari Headlining, and Outside Event and Nicholas Everett. Bar. I tell you what, that'd be amazing. Wicked. I would love that. <laughs> I would be there for sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, well obviously, playing. I'd have to be because I'd be playing. <laughs> Wicked. But, yeah. Johnny Baker, Spin Ace. Yeah, cheers, mate. Thanks, mate. Thank We're you. out. <laughs>